the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We, we live according to the law of the Spirit, right? And so this, this, this great work that is described here that God will do in Israel one day when they believe on Jesus Christ, this great work God does in the life of every believer. We are renewed by Him. We're regenerated by God. We have become new creations in Christ. Is there evidence of God in your life? Or are you living like the rest of the world? It's hard to swim against the current when the majority of society is headed the other direction, fulfilling their fleshly desires. In the message today, Pastor Dan will challenge you to walk in the Spirit and experience His grace and blessings. As the Lord changes you from the inside out, it will be evident to others the change that has taken place. All of a sudden, you will no longer be interested in fulfilling the desires of the flesh. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Ephesians chapter 2, God saved you by His grace. It's not because of anything that you've done. It's the gift of God, so we, we can't take credit for it in any way. Salvation's not a reward for the good things that we've done. So we can't, we can't boast, it says in Ephesians 2. It's because God is gracious. It's because God is good. It's not because we're good or so deserving, but because God is good and God is loving that He He saves us and redeems us. And so he says in verse 23, I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I am hallowed in you before their eyes. Now look at verse 24. For I will take you from among the nations. I will gather you out of all countries. And bring you into your own land. Again, this is something way beyond the Babylonian captivity. This is God gathering the Jewish people out of all countries, out of all nations, and bringing them back into their own land. And again, this is something uh, that we see happening today in our time. And its ultimate fulfillment will be completed in the kingdom age when Christ returns and establishes his kingdom on the earth and is ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. But we could say God is bringing his people back into their own land from all of the nations. It is happening, not it will happen, it is happening. 
Verse 25 now says, then, notice that word then, there's a sequence to this, it's stages here. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do this. Again, these prophecies are in in stages here. God has restored the land. He's made it fruitful like never before. That prophecy is being fulfilled in our day. God is bringing the Jewish people back into their lands, back into their land by the thousands. That is happening in our day will ultimately be fulfilled in the kingdom age. But when we get to verse 25. Verses 25 to 27. That hasn't happened yet. This is a future prophecy. About the people of Israel. Verses 25 to 27. Tell us that God will bring. Spiritual renewal. To Israel. And that hasn't happened yet. And that hasn't happened yet because the Jewish people have not trusted in Jesus Christ as their Messiah and their Savior. But they will one day put their trust in Jesus Christ and recognize him as their Messiah. Zechariah 12.10 says, the Lord speaking, I will pour on the house of David, house of David, that's Israel, and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplication, then they will look on me, God speaking, then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. They will look upon the Lord whom they pierced and they will mourn. Now, when did they pierce the Lord? When Jesus Christ was crucified. On the cross, he's the Lord that was pierced for the sins of the world. And when Jesus Christ returns to the earth, the Jewish people will recognize him as their Messiah and their Savior. And they will will mourn because they rejected him the first time that he came to them. And they crucified him. And they will receive him and believe on him for salvation. The Apostle Paul says all Israel will be saved at that time. Then they'll believe. And and then Israel will experience a spiritual renewal. Look at the verses again. She will be cleansed from her sins. Verse 25. God will give them a new heart and take away their heart of stone And give them a heart of flesh. Verse 26. A heart of stone is a heart that is stubborn and hard and rebellious. A heart of flesh is a heart that is sensitive to God. And and responsive to God. God in verse 27 says he will put his spirit, the Holy Spirit, in them. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And, And this is in the Old Testament. It's promised in the Old Testament. And the Spirit, he tells us in verse 27, will cause them to obey God's statutes, His judgments. 
Now, this, this is what has happened to us, right? When we were born again, when we trusted Christ, and we were born again, God forgave all of our sins. He removed our stubborn, rebellious heart, and He gave us a new heart that is re- responsive, responsive to Him, that's sensitive to Him. When we believed on Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came to dwell in us. And the Holy Spirit enables us to walk in God's ways, right? Bible says if we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. We, we live according to the law of the Spirit, right? And so this, this, this great work that is described here that God will do in Israel one day when they believe on Jesus Christ, this great work God does in the life of Every believer. We are renewed by Him. We're regenerated by God. We have become new creations in Christ. And God one day will do this work in the nation of Israel. And what Ezekiel's describing here is the new covenant. The new covenant. The Jewish people will experience the promises of the new covenant. When they believe on Jesus Christ, when he returns and they recognize him as their Messiah. Verse 28, then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, right? This goes all the way back to the promise made to Abraham that we've talked about on Sunday mornings in the book of Genesis. See what Genesis is so important? Still applicable here. The the reason he's going to give them the land is because of this promise he made to Abraham. Abraham, and then Isaac and Jacob. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and multiply it, and bring no famine upon it. And I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields, so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. Again, this, this is beginning now, but it's fulfilled ultimately in the kingdom age. Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good, and you will loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. They will have remorse and repentance over their sin. Not for your sake do I do this, says the Lord God. Let it be known to you, Be ashamed and confound it for your own ways, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, on the day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I will also enable you to dwell in the cities and the ruins shall be rebuilt. The desolate land shall be tilled instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by. So they will say, this land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden. And the waste, desolate, and ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited. The land of Israel will become like the Garden of Eden in its its beauty. Again, we see the beginnings of that happening. It's going to be fulfilled in completion in the kingdom age during the reign of Christ. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. 
first, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Then, verse 36, the nations which are left all around you shall know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruined places and planted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it. I will do it. Now look at verse 37. Thus says the Lord God, I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. I will increase their men like a flock, like a flock offered as Holy sacrifices like the flock at Jerusalem on its feast days. So shall the ruined cities be filled with flocks of men. So there's going to be a a population explosion. There's going to be a lot of people living in the land. Again, I mentioned 1948 when it became a nation. There were about 600,000 Jews. Today there's almost 7 million Jews living in the land of Israel. Then they shall know that I am... Uh, the Lord. Now, I, I want you to look at verse 37 again. In verse 37, the Lord says, I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. Everything that he's talked about here and making the land fruitful and productive and bringing the people of Israel back into the land and bringing the spiritual revival to the people of Israel. God says that he's going to give his people the privilege of praying for God to fulfill these promises and do these things, restore the land, the people, bring, bring revival. And here's, here's the cool thing. Sometimes you, you meet who are praying for this and believing these promises. I've had conversations with Jewish people in Israel and they bring up Ezekiel 36. Knowing that I'm a Christian and not, you know, that I believe in Jesus Christ and they'll bring up Ezekiel 36 And they'll bring up the fruitfulness of the land and the restoration of the land and how all the people, all the Jewish people are coming back to to the land and that the nation has been restored uh, again. And as you as you talk to them, they're excited. They're excited about what God is, is doing and how God is fulfilling these these promises. I was in a shop in Jerusalem one time and the shop owner who was an Orthodox Jew, he brought up this passage And he began talking about the fruitfulness of the land and the people coming back. And and then he said, we believe that the Messiah is coming today. And if not today, he's coming tomorrow. And we're ready and waiting for him to come. And I thought, man, amen. You know, it's just you don't know that Messiah is Jesus Christ. That's the one you're looking for. But there's it's, it's I mean, it's almost like talking to an on fire believer in Jesus Christ. They're excited about fulfilled prophecy. They see that because these prophecies are fulfilled, that the Messiah uh, must be coming soon. And they, they have this expectation. And so do we. So do we. 
we see these prophecies being fulfilled and, and we have an expectation that Jesus could come today, tonight. And if not tonight, tomorrow. And there's an excitement there. So now we come to chapter 37. And chapter 37 is, uh, is one of the more remarkable prophecies in, in the Bible. It's probably very familiar to, to most people. This is the prophecy about the valley of the dry bones. Uh, if you're not familiar with this prophecy, you at least probably remember the song from your childhood. You know, the knee bone's connected to the thigh bone. Thigh bone's connected to the hip bone. These bones, these bones, these dry bones. Right? That's from Ezekiel 37. <laughs> and so, here in Ezekiel 37, with this prophecy about the valley of dry bones coming back to, to life, it's, it's a picture of the future resurrection of the nation of Israel. God tells us that's what this vision is. It's a vision of the resurrection of the nation of Israel. Again, we see the beginnings of this happening today. It's not complete. It will not be completed until Jesus Christ returns and establishes his kingdom, but it has begun. It is being fulfilled. So verse 1, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. And then he caused me to pass by them all around. He caused me to walk through the valley and pass through all of these bones that are scattered all over the valley. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry couple things right off the, the bat here that we can observe. First of all, these bones had been dead a very long time. That's why they are described as, as dry bones. So they've been dead a long time. And they are disgraced because they have not been properly buried. They're just scattered all over this, this field. Again, the Lord's going to tell us this is a description of the nation of Israel. Israel was dead as a nation for a very long time. And the people of Israel were disgraced as a people for a very long time. Almost 2,000 years that they were dead as a nation until 1948. It seemed impossible that the nation of Israel would ever exist again, just as it would seem impossible to us from a human point of view that a valley of dry, bleached bones would ever come back to life again. But with God, all things are possible. God can resurrect the dead. He resurrects individuals. He will resurrect us one day. And He can resurrect the nation of Israel, which He did. And He said to me, verse 3, Son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, Oh God, you know. You know, Ezekiel at this point, like, I'm not, you know, God's asking me questions. I'm not even going to try to answer it anymore. Just God, I know you're up to something. Just tell me what you're going to do. I'm not even going to try to answer. You, you know, just go ahead. Tell me what you're going to do. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O oh, dry bones, 
hear the word of the Lord. I love verse four. Ezekiel is to preach the word of the Lord to these bones and the word of the Lord will make these dead things alive. And that's what the word of God does. The word of God makes dead things alive. Revival comes from preaching the word of God. That is the thing that God uses. He uses the preaching of the word to revive. Whether that's an individual, whether that's in a church or in a community or in a nation, we've been praying for the revival in our nation. Revival will come through the preaching of the word. Things that are spiritually dead are made alive by hearing the word of God and not by anything else. And I would say any you know, churches that are, are moving away from the word of God, especially right now, it's not going to bring revival. It's not going to bring transformation. Whatever they're moving towards and whatever they're engaging in, it is not going to bring transformation in that church or in our community or in our nation. That comes through the word of God. That is what God uses. He uses his word to bring revival and to make dead things alive. Verse 5, thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath, words ruach, to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Again, In the description of this, we see that there are stages to the resurrection of the nation of Israel. It's not all at once, but over time, God will bring them back. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And, you know, Ezekiel here, you talk about a tough audience for this guy. He's preaching to a field of scattered, bleached, dry bones Believing the promises of God, that God's going to bring them back to life. And Ezekiel was faithful to do what God told him to do. Even when he couldn't see how possibly this is going to work. And even though to some it would seem foolish and pointless, Ezekiel was faithful. Be faithful to do whatever God has told you to do even if you don't see the point of it, even if you don't see how it could ever work out, even if you don't see how it's ever going to make a difference, even if people are telling you you're wasting your time doing that, preaching to a valley of dry bones is not going to work. If God has told you to do it, then just do it. And do it by faith. Believing God. So, verse 7, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly, a rattling. There's some movement. (laughs) And the bones came together. Bone to bone. And indeed, as I looked... The sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over. But there was not breath in them, 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study, and we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know his voice and it only takes Rings true.